the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. The headlines are all the same. Trump warned Iran via Oman that U.S. TAC was imminent, called for talks. Trump strikes on Iran, a truck uh, from the New York Times. Trump approves strikes on Iran, but then abruptly pulls back. From the Wall Street Journal, U.S. planned strike on Iran after downing of drone, but called off mission. To discuss this, I'm joined by Admiral James Stavridis. You can follow him on Twitter at Stavridis. Jay Essel has a brand new website, which I think is terrific, AdmiralStav.com. Now you can find all of his appearances and listen to what he has to say. Admiral, good morning to you. Uh, thank you for being up early. It is uh, a busy morning on the news waves, Hugh. Yeah. All right. Tell me what you think of the president's decision to, I, I'm calling it Obama 2.0, the red line redux. What, what do you think it is? It seems uh, tactically like a miss. Um, in other words, if you're going to uh, retaliate, and I think this does uh, beg for some level of retaliation against Iran, uh, don't signal it and then pull back. It's an extremely strange move. And I think it'll be regarded internationally as dithering, not as uh, sending a signal. This is exactly my assessment. I've got the isolationist nutters calling me up and telling me I'm a warmonger. But when the president says big mistake, it's like President Obama saying red line, and then you don't do anything. How do the Iranians read that, do you think, Admiral Stavridis? Well, in the best possible and most charitable interpretation, uh, I, I suppose you can make the argument that well, we're signaling we're about to do a strike. We're really serious about it. Now we didn't do it. Will you come to the table now? I just don't see that this Iranian regime will read it as anything other than weakness, indecision, and division within this the president's national security team. There is a long piece by Michael Weiss, a fine journalist at the Daily Beast, about Soleimani and his long-term game, that he may be planning uh, a full-scale engagement with American forces across the region, or he may be planning to replace Khamenei and is getting his people riled up. But th it doesn't seem to me that this attack on the drone would have been approved absent Khamenei's at least tacit approval. Do you think it was? Oh, I think you know, this uh, this was a very calculated uh, move by the Iranian regime, and I think it was approved at the absolute highest levels. And, and the reason I believe that is is because of the precision of it. In other words, um, the, the Iranians have been moving very calculated manner up the ladder of escalation, and to go from uh, a lot of verbal threats to uh, calling all of our soldiers and sailors in the region terrorists to then doing uh, relatively low-level explosions on four tankers to doing two major explosions on tankers to now going after a U.S. drone, unmanned aircraft. Uh, it's a very calculated move, and I think the entire Iranian security regime has bought into it. So what do you, if you were 
CNO or the CNO calls up today and says, Stav, what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, put yourself in the in the mindset. It's very hard to do of a Shi'i uh, militia leader or a Quds Force expeditionary force leader or even the Supreme Leader. What do you think they're going to do next? Uh, I think on each side there'll be further escalation, Hugh. And, and uh, I I don't think this is going to end up in a full blown. A regional level war. But I think, unfortunately, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So look for the Iranians to do uh, one of the following, uh, possibly uh, increase the level of attacks on the tankers. And that could be as dramatic as actually sinking a tanker. They kind of came close to that with the last two attacks, but they could send one of their submarines out and put a torpedo in the side of a tanker. Uh, They could go after infrastructure in the Gulf, the massive uh, oil and gas platforms. They could harass a U.S. warship or a U.S. manned aircraft. I don't think they're going to be bold enough to actually attack one. But those are all the next logical moves on the ladder of escalation. Now, one of the advantages I've said Trump brings to the presidency is no one knows what the hell he's going to do. Uh, and this uh, that now in, includes me. Uh, and so what does it say to other people with whom, with whom we are engaged in standoffs, whether it's the PRC, Russia and Ukraine and Crimea or uh, North Korea and its weaponry? I think it, it speaks for itself that um, there are positives to and uh, let us say a, uh, a shifts of attitude, uh, sudden changes of mind. It does keep your opponents off balance. On the other hand, uh, I'm one to believe that uh, clear signals are the best path to defuse uh, fights to avoid uh, high-end combat. So what I would look for on the U.S. side would be uh, give the president a broad range of options here, let him pick one, and let's get it done. And if, if we want to lean back from a big kinetic strike, say taking out the batteries that shot down this uh, UAV, how about uh, greater use of offensive cyber capabilities? Take down the electric grid in that part of Iran. Uh, how about uh, more surveillance but better drones that uh, are not $130 million uh, target sets up there, but uh, – swarm drones that can do a lot more that if we lose one uh, are not going to knock the whole fleet back um, special operations so let's let's give the president a range of options let's take a breath here and then the next time we step forward uh, let's actually execute what we plan to do not pull back at the last minute I'm talking with Admiral James Stavridis, uh, formerly Supreme Allied Commander of NATO, the commander of U.S. Southern Command, four-star admiral, of course, 33 years in the United States Navy, now with the Carlisle Group. His brand-new website is AdmiralStav.com. I follow him on Twitter at Stavridis J, and you should as well. Now, Admiral, I, um, I, I don't know anything about the military, but I did do development law for 30 years with developers, and developers have a habit of having senior vice presidents and, and, and managers compete against each other and then pick a project among them. This president has got Dunford, who's the chief of staff and is a terrific chief of staff, I mean, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and you've got Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, and John Bolton. My guess is those three were all unified in their recommendation, or at least in their uh, tendency, and the president 
also has a second-order impact when he doesn't take the advice of a unified front, but in fact, I don't know if he called up Tucker Carlson or Peter Navarro barged into the office or some isolation, Rand Paul got to him, but what does it do to the standing of his advisors, if if I'm correct, that they all had the same advice and he disregards it? Anytime you are in the position to be advising presidents, and I spent uh, eight years in that position advising Secretary of Defense and the president as a combatant commander, um, you, you do have to go into it and kind of check your ego at the door. And you have to say, uh, Mr. President, uh, Mr. Secretary, here's my best assessment. Here's my advice. But you've got to be ready for uh, your leader to either take it or not take it. So that's component number one. And and I know all of those individuals, and none of them are ego-driven. The one I know the best, General Joe Dunford, a fellow graduate of the Fletcher School, uh, a scholar, warrior, truly. Um, And I'm sure that uh, General Dunford, whatever the advice he gave the president, um, was willing to check his ego at the door and execute the orders of his chain of command. Um, I think what is missing, Hugh, uh, and you had the litany correct of Secretary Pompeo, National Security Advisor Bolton, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, you weren't able to mention Secretary of Defense. That's because we had the third individual in that job still acting over the last six months. This is the moment when you really wish General Mattis were still in the mix. And I think had General Mattis been there, you would have had a critical mass in that group of advisors. I think you're seeing the effect of his loss and the effect of not having a confirmed, strong secretary of defense in the position. I I, I agree with that, because then you had four instead of three. But let me let me enlarge on my point. I agree. I don't believe any of the individuals I mentioned will let their ego get in the way with this. You know, you're not going to have Pompeo or Bolden or Dunford resign in protest. But I'm afraid of what others abroad will think when they Mm. represent a position of the president, when the president all of a sudden does it not have that second order impact of diminishing the credibility? It absolutely does. And and to build on your point, um, it's particularly difficult now for acting Secretary of Defense Esper, who is headed over to the NATO deliberations and has to kind of explain to his fellow ministers of defense, 28 of them around that NATO table, all of whom are going to come up to him on the coffee break and say, what are you guys doing? What you know, are you going to let the Iranians shoot down your drone and not respond? Um, and, and I think that puts him in a difficult position, and it puts you're absolutely right, puts those other advisors externally in a difficult situation. Last question, Admiral. There's a great piece at Defense One by Patrick Tucker on how our $130 million drone was defenseless and how we've missed a generation of drone development. Will there be convened today? Uh, groups to study how second-rate air defense system, this wasn't the Russian S-300, this was the old Iranian system, could shoot down our most advanced drone. Will they start working this today? Hey, here's the good news. The good news is we actually have been working this, and there are a couple of ways to go here. There are uh, less expensive drones that you can deploy in swarms. There are stealthier drones. There are drones that are faster and fly higher, uh, that can operate with our fighters. It is an excellent piece, and I commend it also to your listeners. Um, That's in progress. I think what will happen here, Hugh, uh, think of those battleships getting sunk at Pearl Harbor. All of a sudden, we woke up to the idea that we needed a fast tactical uh, aircraft carrier operations at sea. I think uh, you're going to see a a move toward 
uh, a next generation of drone taking up uh, more stealth, cheaper, faster. Those big ones still have a mission, but they're going to have to be carefully used in less contested airspace. Bonus question, Admiral, uh, because I'm getting pushback on Twitter saying I'm being harsh on the president. It's only been 24 hours. Think this could be a giant head fake by Donald Trump, and on Monday I'll be eating crow that he just he conned me and he conned the Iranians? I think that's unlikely. Um, we have got to uh, be consistent in how we deal internationally overall. If this is a clever, nuanced head fake, I'll believe it when I see it. Admiral, always a pleasure to talk to you. Follow him again at Stavridis J on Twitter and his new website, AdmiralStav.com, bookmarket stat. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.